The Giants have finally done something. The Dodgers, yes, they went out and got Shohei Otani on a ridiculous contract that we're going to get into later. But the Giants, they needed to do their own business. And they take care of that reportedly, probably pending a physical, right? And they didn't officially announce it yet. So let's not totally assume things are going to get done. But very likely, it seems. Giants have signed 25-year-old Korean star Jung Hoo Lee to a six-year contract worth over a hundred million dollars. And so we're gonna break it down. Who is Jung Hoo Lee? Why is this a good move for the Giants? I really do think it is. I've been talking about this guy for a while. And so much more about Jung Hoo Lee next. You are locked on Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide actually episodes three days a week for now. It's funny, that's the way we do it here at Locked On. Uh, Three days a week starting this week, which is usually, this was the week last year when they signed Carlos Correa. It was a year ago yesterday, or tomorrow, excuse me. But anyway, uh, usually Monday through Friday, but for a brief period, three days a week, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites beyond the box score and rotographs i've been podcasting about the giants since 2015 and i'm a lifelong fan thank you for making locked on giants your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts including youtube so check us out there if you have not already and many of you are watching on youtube right now uh, we've got 70 plus watching right now live on youtube this is i've been trying to get more into this and figure it out and i think i I think I figured it out, and I'll I'll read your comments as we go along because I can actually see them. The Giants have made a move here. The the Giants have reportedly agreed to terms. And this is, for me, like my head is spinning because I I was away from home, away from my phone. I I didn't see this until a couple hours after it went down. And so I'm trying to, like catch up on who said what and like why was Farhan Zaidi talking to the media tonight but it wasn't about the signing of Jung Hoo Lee but regardless here's what I know and it's kind of like up to the minute okay so John Heyman famously who said the Giants were getting judge uh John Heyman said that uh in a tweet that the Giants were in agreement on a six-year contract with Korean center fielder Jung Hoo Lee worth a reported $113 million. And uh, I believe it was somebody else who included the note that there is an opt-out after four years. And so, yes, the famous and dreaded opt-out. But four years is a long time. And and importantly, and I've said this probably like three times already, Jung Hoo Lee is 25 years old. And so he's going to play almost all of this season at age 25. Uh, I think he turns 26 in... August, but so you're getting like prime years, you know, and the Giants will also owe um, a posting fee. I don't know if the 113 million is with the posting fee or without the posting fee. MLB trade rumors seems to be implying that 
uh, this is not including the posting fee and that the fee would be 18.825 million in addition to the 113 million. So this is a hefty sum for a guy who's unproven. The Korean uh, league is many believe to be the equivalent of like double a and so it's a risk and uh, one notable uh, player who's come over from korea and and struggled in his first season but has since gone on to become a really good player and that's ha sung kim of the san diego padres and jung hu lee reportedly best friends with ha sung kim and so i had some concern like this was a guy i thought the giants should sign I've been tweeting about this, talking about this for weeks and weeks because he just checks so many different boxes for the San Francisco Giants, starting with youth, you know, like they need to get younger and more athletic. How many times have we heard that? Well, it's rare that you can get that through free agency, but that's you're able to do that here because he was posted by his team at the age of 25 like in mlb you just don't get 25 year old free agents but the same is true with yoshinobu yamamoto the pitcher which is why i'm gonna be saying the exact same thing and have been saying the exact same thing like if you could go out and get jung-hoo lee and yoshinobu yamamoto two 25 year olds who are one is the best player in korea one is the best player in japan uh like not only are you dramatically improving yourself but you're you're getting younger in the process and it's really hard to do that through free agency and so that's one of the many reasons so who is jung hu lee that's what i want to just tell you if you're unfamiliar well jung hu lee like i said is the best player in korea and what he's known for and i'm just going to kind of read a excerpt of a tweet or read the full tweet itself um Basically, Fangraphs did like a scouting report on Jung Hu Lee. Many publications have. I'm turning to Fangraphs here. Um, and we also have a projection by Steamer, a projection system. But anyway, they say that Lee's carrying tool is his Jedi-like bat control, which he uses to deflect pitches all over the strike zone to all fields. His swing is incredibly cool and fun to watch as Lee's open stance comes closed very early before he takes a huge stride back toward the pitcher and unwinds from the ground up. As fun as his swing is, blah, 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 they talk about, you know, uncertainty and whether or not it'll translate. And obviously the Giants are betting a lot of money here on that it will translate. And we just don't, we simply don't know. That's the risk with players who are un proven at the major league level but um and we saw with ha sung kim he struggled in his first year but then he's gone on to become a really good player uh, and defense is a big part of that and defense is a big part of the package with lee also and so we're talking about a guy um you know minuscule strikeout rates in korea if you look at the steamer projection for strikeout rate for jung hu lee as a mlb player it's under 10 percent and the league average this year was 20 uh the league average was 22.7%. So Jung Hoo Lee's projection is significantly less than half of the league of what was the MLB average this season and the Giants were up near the top at 24.5%. So nearly one quarter of every plate appearance the Giants took in 2023 was a strikeout and Jung Hoo Lee 
is going to be elite at not striking out and not just not striking out, but like hitting the ball to all fields, having plus speed. And did I mention he's a center fielder who, um, you know, has a plus arm plus speed above average range. Again, I'm just kind of going to read from the scouting report. Uh, yeah. Plus what? Oops. I clicked on the wrong link. Plus, uh, runner with above average range and a plus arm plus that bat control that I mentioned and the ability to not strike out uh, power is obviously a little bit of a question when you're talking about this profile but I think the Giants like that he just checks so many different boxes for this team potentially it's un- he is unproven uh, as of now but clearly the Giants are betting big here that those skills are going to translate. And so uh, the deal is not official. And uh, I'm guessing the holdup is is a physical, which is always alarming now from now till the end of time, uh, if you're a Giants fan. But um, and it's it's worth noting that he had a significant injury this year. He um, he he injured his left ankle in late July necessitating season ending surgery. Uh, nevertheless, he garnered plenty of interest from other teams. There was reportedly just a lot of interest in this guy from teams all over the place, including the San Diego Padres, who, like I said, employ Jung-Hoo Lee's best friend. And so uh, the Giants had to to reach here. I mean, if you look at what the contract predictions were for Jung-Hoo Lee, it was not over $100 million. I mean, it was maybe even like half of this. But you know, it's it's nobody can sit here and say it's a good contract, it's a bad contract. You're just gonna have to wait and see how it plays out. But I think it's the type of deal that is worth the type of risk that is worth taking, given the position that the Giants are in. In that they're too old, they're not athletic enough, they need upside, and they need this kind of profile. They need less guys who just swing and miss, swing for the fences, and uh strike out a lot and that's what jung Lee brings so more about this signing all the tweets and all that and then eventually we're also going to talk about the craziness that is the shohei otani contract 10 years 700 million but not really kind of i mean it's like 2 million a year for 10 years and then 68 million a year after he's done playing what on earth it's just an insane thing so we will get into that later as well And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Score early, like the 49ers the other day, this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking of FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, especially with the 49ers' upcoming game which I believe is against the Arizona uh, Arizona Cardinals, right? I'm not a football aficionado. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. The Niners are at minus one thousand in terms of the money line. I've never, I've literally never seen a number of the, of that. I've never seen minus over a thousand. And so you place a five dollar money line bet on the Niners to win, and you're going to get 150 in bonus bets if they win. 
So there's no better time to join FanDuel. You can also bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, as promised, we are going to uh, get more into the Giants reportedly. I like hesitate to get ahead of myself here as a year ago tomorrow we uh lost our minds talking about the giants signing carlos correa or agreeing to terms with carlos correa very different than actually officially getting the job done and uh but the reports are and and we've got multiple reporters i believe uh mark feinsand of mlb.com also reporting this i'm gonna i'm gonna actually just scroll down and find it because i don't want yeah mark Feinstein. so we had um john Heyman's tweet that just said the giants agreed to a deal john Heyman is like in the back pocket of scott boris and jung hu lee is a scott boris client and so when john Heyman says it like just point blank like that it's true. You know, they, they did agree to terms with Jung Hooley and Mark Feinstand though is with MLB.com. And here's what he said. Direct quote, Jung Lee has agreed to a six year, $113 million deal with the giants per source. The deal includes an opt out after four years, John Heyman was on it. And so as of yet, I still don't fully know based on just reading that kind of language if the 113 million includes the posting fee the the way posting fees work is complicated and it's not even worth explaining but like i said if if this did not include the posting fee they would owe an additional essentially 19 million dollars on top of that and so that would bring the value up to 132 million dollars over six years but there's an opt out after four years, so we don't know. It, there's a lot of, um, and and I I know some of you are like, probably your brains are exploding thinking another opt out. But I just want to say, like I was surprised to hear Farhan Zaidi say recently, like in an interview, like late in the season last year, that he used to have a strict no opt outs policy when as an executive and he said that the market has just changed and especially with the giants, they have a hard time signing guys, right? Like, it, it, is it not obvious by now they have a hard time signing guys and the players want the opt outs. And so sometimes you've got to give the players what they want in order to get a deal done. And I think an opt out after four years is like palatable. I can stomach that. Versus like, oh, oh my gosh, they agreed to a six-year, $113 million deal, but he can opt out after one year or two years, you know, or every year he has an opt-out. Like something like that would be horrible. But this is like a guaranteed, assuming this goes through and the physical is no guarantee, like I said, season-ending ankle surgery in July. Um, So let's wait until it's official. I would assume... I just can't imagine lightning would strike twice here, but you you never know. This the Giants have felt cursed when it comes to free agency, and so I just I would, you know, forever I will just never take anything for granted. Like until that deal, until that tweet comes out from the Giants 
official account that they have signed this guy, then I'm just saying it's not official yet. But anyway, um, there's an opt-out after four years, but four guaranteed years. That's a long time. I mean, four years ago was, I mean, what, like 2019, right? You know, the 2019 season, it just feels like a long, Bruce Bochy was still managing the Giants four seasons ago. And so, and that's guaranteed. And anyway, can you tell I'm excited about the Giants signing Jung Hooley? I mean, a 25-year-old, there's so much risk with a Cody Bellinger, and it, I'll be interested to see what kind of contract Cody Bellinger ends up getting, but I don't think he's going to get a contract from the Giants because Jung Lee is a center fielder. They have talked about wanting to improve their defense in center field, and this just addresses exactly that. And they're kind of overloaded with outfielders anyway. You could get creative and trade an outfielder or two and still go sign an outfielder. But I think more likely they kind of at this point target the top of the starting pitching market where we know that they're interested in Yoshinobu Yamamoto, very interested. And like I said, I think that that like coming away, if you are somehow able to come away, and we did, we had a Susan Slusser report like, uh, a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago, that she said she was hearing a lot of buzz about um, Yoshinobu, Yamamoto, and the San Francisco Giants, and that two you know executives from two rival teams that had interest in Yamamoto, which to me meant they probably had initial kind of Zoom calls or whatever and did not make it to the next round, because otherwise, why would they speak about the matter? But two different teams, like people from two different teams, told Susan Slusser that they believed the Giants had the edge with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And so in the same way where you're just seeing like a hundred and whatever, $13 million uh, to Jung-Hoo Lee probably blew the competition away. And I think that if they want to get someone like Yamamoto they will probably have to blow the competition away in the same way and that it's worth it because at this point nobody cares about the money you know no fan gives a lick about what it costs they just want to see the players sign and put on that jersey and give them some excitement give this is entertainment business this is not you know we're not here to sit here and watch people get bargains you know we're I don't care. I just want a entertaining team and a winning team and a team that's fun to watch. And um, I just think at the end of the day, if you were somehow able to come away with two 25 year old international stars, I think that the giant and then like potentially even more do some more after that as well. That would be huge. And so there's still a couple of huge names out there on the starting pitcher market in Yamamoto first. And we did hear that the Giants met with Yamamoto on Sunday. And there all this, there's all this talk about the New York teams, like all these East Coast reporters are all over the meetings that the Yankees and the Mets have had with Yamamoto and Yankees think it went well and blah, 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 blah. And you hear nothing from the Giants reporters because the Giants just don't blab to, you know, to the media like apparently they do out out east. Um, and 
But then there was just like this random tweet from I forget who. It might have been Buster Olney or something who just said the Giants met with Yoshinobu Yamamoto on Sunday. So that means that they moved on from that initial round, which is not surprising. And they're probably very serious about trying to sign him. And again, 25 years old, ace potential. Like, I wouldn't hesitate to give this guy the type of contract, like $300 million. Like, just do it. Do it. Go get a couple of 25-year-old potential studs. That's exactly what this Giants team needs. Um, But then if they were to miss out on Yoshinobu Yamamoto, there are still good options out there on the starting pitching market like a lot of a lot of them if you're talking like high end you're probably talking about Blake Snell next after Yamamoto and Snell kind of in the Bellinger not in the Bellinger camp totally but there are just like some red flags the command the walks he doesn't pitch deep into games because his pitch count is always really high yada 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 whereas Yamamoto is like the opposite pinpoint command uh Man, I just love watching Yamamoto pitch. Like in the highlights I've seen, devastating splitter, big, like Clayton Kershaw esque curveball, really. And then mid sits in the mid 90s and can touch upper 90s. So um, the offseason is young. Like I know Shohei Otani signed with LA and that that was kind of a nightmare scenario for the Giants. And it was yet another guy that they pursued and didn't get at the very top of the market but um the market has been held up and so that like the players that besides otani that make sense for the giants were still out there and jung-hoo lee like outside of yamamoto i would say lee was probably arguably number two on the list for me i've been tweeting about it just look through my timeline i said like i said as soon as he was posted like this is a guy they should go out and try to sign ASAP to prove also not just to make their team better, but also to show players that they were courting like Otani and like um, now Yamamoto and whoever else that they're a better team than what they were before making this move. And so uh, that's why I'm just very happy. I want to see it finalized. I, you know, I hope his ankle is doing well. He held workouts in like early December at like a Boris facility. And I guess, you know, Giants clearly came away feeling okay about his health. They've been wrong before about that. Um, It's hard. I don't know exactly how it'll translate, but I'm happy they've got a lot more work to do, but it's a good step in the right direction. So coming up in just a minute, though, we're going to switch gears and talk about the Shohei Otani contract. 10 years, 700 million. Like when you first hear that, it's insane. But then you hear there's unprecedented deferrals. And then you're like, okay, well, what does that mean exactly? And then we learn about what the deferrals are. And then everybody's head explodes simultaneously. He's getting paid $2 million a year for 10 years. Total of 20 million for for the 10 years he signed there. And then once he leaves, they're going to pay him $68 million a year for a decade once he's gone. What in, the, what in the heck is that? We will get into that contract and the madness around it in just a minute. And before we do. All right, as promised, we are going to discuss the 
Dodgers getting Shohei Otani, what it means and what the craziness is with that contract. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen or your last listen every day. I like to joke about that. I'm currently living in a construction zone, and so it's like hard um, you know, to record at any point during the day. Uh, and also, we're down to three days a week for the time being, which is... Like all due respect to the Locked On Podcast Network, but it's kind of backwards. I feel like nothing happens in November, and now is when things pick up. But we will always be there for you when breaking news like this happens. I was going to record tonight anyway, but even if I wasn't, I would have because we're there for you no matter what when some when anything happens with the Giants. By the way, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Anyway, getting into Shohei Otani to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Obviously, it's a total gut punch for the Giants. It was always the most likely outcome. I do want to say like I was I I admitted that it was perhaps wishful thinking saying like I I could make a case as to why he wouldn't choose LA because it seemed like the easy road, the easy kind of cop out road, easy path to the postseason and he he had never done that before. Like when he chose the Angels, it shocked everybody. Look, reading back through his history, even in high school, he could have played for some powerhouse high schools, and he in instead chose to like stay local and was at a high school where he only went home like six days a year and was constantly assigned to like cleaning toilets and stuff for his humility. And so, you know, I just I could make a case like. Joining the Dodgers just didn't really jive with Shohei's personality, but in fact, he does sign with LA. And like I said, everybody's head explodes when you hear seven hundred million over ten years. But then your head like re reforms and then explodes again, even more so when you learn about the structure of the contract. He's paid two million a year for the first ten years, which is just ridiculous. He was he's being paid less in 20 like for every single season of this contract than John Brebbia made with the Giants this year like almost no free agent is going to sign a contract worth a lower average annual value than two million this offseason like only the worst free agents sign for less than two million dollars and somehow the Dodgers are getting him for two million a year for 10 years well there's it's not quite that simple. And and at first my reaction was like, I wouldn't say outrage, but I called it the stupidest contract I had ever seen. And I still kind of feel like it is one of the stupidest contracts I've ever seen. Uh, but it's important to note that this is like strictly kind of a cash flow issue when it comes to they only have to pay him $2 million. Because when we're talking about the uh, luxury tax, they're not only taking a $2 million hit. They're not just like skirting the luxury tax by saying, ha ha, we're only paying you $2 million a year for the next 10 years. Like zero, almost no impact on our luxury tax payroll. That's not how it works. The way that it's calculated is complicated, but like basically you 
take the deferred money and you depreciate it every year at a certain interest rate. Um, and the total comes out to uh, the total basically present day value of the contract is calculated as $460,814,764.97. That is actually what the contract is quote unquote worth over 10 years. And so as a result, that is what is used to calculate their luxury tax hit. So it comes out to like, you just literally take that huge number I just read, which is essentially 461 million and or 460.8 million, I guess. Um, and you divide that by 10 and that's their annual luxury tax hit for Shohei Otani. So it comes out to 46 point one million a year which is the highest ever still it's not like some ridiculous bargain um, in terms of the average annual value as it gets calculated into their luxury tax payroll and essentially the way all that works is that all the players on their payroll and benefits paid to players and all that gets calculated into this luxury tax payroll and if it passes certain thresholds you start getting penalized by having to pay more on every dollar that you spend, and then you can start losing draft picks and blah, blah, blah. And it gets worse if you keep, if you're like a repeat offender year after year, the penalties get harsher and harsher. And there's different tiers, and the penalties also get harsher and harsher. So at the end of the day, Shohei Otani, let's call it's like in reality, this is more like a 10 year, $461 million contract versus a 10-year $700 million contract, even though that's really what it is. But it's also not like a 10-year $20 million contract, even though that it that also is what it is, if that makes sense. The real true value here is is 10 years $461 million, and that is what will be reflected in their uh luxury tax payroll. Um and so for but from a cash flow perspective, like they literally only have to pay him $2 million a year for the next decade, which is absurd. But what's also absurd is that once he's gone, once that contract is up, they literally have to pay him $68 million a year for 10 years till he's like 50. And that is a lot. I mean, that, we're not talking like, you know, Bobby Bonilla and like whatever, 1 million a year. You know, we're talking almost $70 million a year for a decade to a player who I want to say like won't be on their team, but knowing the Dodgers, they'll find a way to like make him into a cyborg who like never ages and continues to play at an elite level and they'll figure something out and sign some other contract the thing is that he he can't just keep playing on that contract his contract would be expired and he would be a free agent again but nonetheless anyway like speaking of i was con i am still confused because i tried to get this out there asap i don't quite understand why farhan zaidi was meeting with the media tonight if it wasn't about signing jung hu lee um i don't i don't know why but um, he talked about Otani and he said they did in fact meet with him and that they essentially offered him the same thing. They offered him the same contract, but they got the sense that he just wanted to be in Southern California. That's how they put it. But, you know, I would say wanted to be in Southern California and wanted to be on a juggernaut as opposed to the Giants who are not a juggernaut. Um, 
but they they were willing to do this same contract and Zaidi said ownership like there was no hesitation whatsoever that they were just willing to do it and a lot of people maybe won't believe that or you just I don't know but that's the failure is is that they haven't been aggressive enough to make themselves appealing enough to be a place where you would if you have if you had the same offer from the Dodgers and from the Giants it's hard to like make the decision that it's the Giants that you choose like logically right just rationally objectively right now it's hard to to make that case the Dodgers are just more appealing their team is so much better their operations are so much better um and so that's the failure is getting to this point the failure is not for lack of trying to sign some marquee players like if you just are someone who's going to deny that they actually made an attempt to to sign Shohei then I can't really say much because I don't think that's the case at all we know they tried to sign Judge they had the high offer until the Yankees came in and matched it Padres tried to pull some shenanigans like adding a bunch of years it was not defer anyway um and then for Correa, they outbid the competition by like sixty million on the agreement that they had, and so they're out, they're out there putting themselves out there. And so don't be surprised if they do the same with like a Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Uh, there's fierce competition for this guy because of everything I said. Ace caliber, only twenty five years old, um, and that. But it's nice to get something done. It's nice to get Jung Hu Lee, quote unquote, done. It's not done until the physical, but. You know what I mean. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first or your last listen every day. I say that jokingly. It should be your first, but I am living in extreme conditions uh, right now. But uh, once again, my name is Ben Caspic. Check me out on Twitter or X at Ben Caspic, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again, uh, either tomorrow or on Thursday. Not sure. Probably tomorrow. If we hear more de details about this signing like or it becomes official, definitely look out for that. So anyway, thanks. thank you so much for listening. Thanks uh, for checking us out and trusting us for your daily Giants news. And uh, see you next time.